This is More in the Morning on News Talk 1010 Toronto. Obviously, uh, it's been a tough few years, but there's a need for support now and better results for Canadians now, but also uh, into the coming years, we build a more modern system that will respond to the challenges of the coming years. It sounds like a TV theme piece of music. What is that, Nick? Well, let's make a deal. Okay, premiers, come on down. Well, what kind of deal did they make? Um, Marika Walsh is Globe and Mail parliamentary reporter. Good morning. Good morning, Jerry. What kind of deal did they make? Well, is it really a deal when the premiers just accept what the federal government offers? I'm not sure, but certainly uh, what we That's saw what government is... government calls a deal, Marika. <laughs> exactly. It's a, here's the deal. Um, I, th- I think what I'd say is that the prime minister did not deliver on the expectations that his government set in the lead-up to this deal. It is clearly a substantial amount of money when they're talking about spending an additional $46 billion over 10 years on top of the additional $150 billion over 10 years they were already going to spend. But when you actually break down the numbers over the years, it essentially is just a repeat of the Liberals' election promise from a year and a half ago. And the question is, when the Prime Minister has spoken so strongly about how the healthcare system is broken or failing right now, we're not delivering for Canadians, why is it that a promise from a year and a half ago when the crisis wasn't so pronounced, is that enough? Okay, um, well, there's a couple of other elements to this. Marika Walsh of the Globe and Mail is with me. And in fact, it was mentioned in the news a moment ago, and that is that some of this money comes to the province and uh, the province can do their job, which is it's a provincial responsibility to look after health care. But some of it is going to come with strings attached. Do we know what mm-hmm. those strings are and how the premiers are reacting to it? Yeah, so about half of the new money is going through the baseline funding. That gives the premiers more flexibility how they spend the money. And then a bit more than half of the new money is going through what the government's calling bilateral deals that will target key areas like primary care, so accessing family doctors, mental health care, um, staff retention and recruitment, those kinds of things. And the government says, you know, these are shared priorities with the premiers. It's not as though the federal government is setting new priorities for the premiers because these are issues that people in Toronto will know they have. They can't find a family doctor, for example. And so there those those areas that money will have to be going towards that area of the healthcare system and the provinces will have to report back on how that money is spent and what the results of it are. Well so more administration. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would be surprised if some of the stuff doesn't already happen provincially. It's now that it would have to be shared federally. And I do think there is a point to be made that when there is so much money going into the healthcare system, it's good to know what's happening to those results. And this will allow a comparison across provinces. So we will see the money going into by per capita to each province and we'll be able to see which province is able to get the best results from that money from the tracking of wait times that will happen now federally could you tell as the thing was breaking up maybe which of the premiers was most likely to be happy with this deal and who wasn't 
I think they were singing uh, from the same songbook in terms of their disappointment in terms of the expectations that were set in advance. But clearly the East Coast premiers uh, were much more readily uh, willing to say they could work with what the federal government had put forward, although they also noted that the federal increases while there are increases, do not keep up with the pace of the increases that the provinces are putting into health care. So PEI, for example, said that his health care budget will increase, I believe, by about 12% this year. And so that just shows you the scale of the challenge the provinces are dealing with. I think in terms of Ontario, what's interesting is that Ontario was expecting about $30 billion in new spending over a decade, and they're getting short of that. So so again, in terms of the premiers thought they knew they weren't going to get all that they asked for, which was a, a massive, massive amount of money, but they did think they would be getting more. Doug Ford said, you know, even a small amount of money is a good thing when it's new, but he called it a down payment. He called it sort of a step in the right direction with the hope that they would get more down the road again. So, so the premiers were signaling that they wanted this issue to uh, sort of be revived in a few years. Yeah, well, uh, mentioning Doug Ford and what he had to say, let's listen. Uh, this is the beginning. Uh, I always look at it, you know, the glass is half full. And again, it's good that we sat down and and I'll, I'll never refuse new funding. So let, let's see, uh, once we all absorb it, we go back back home and and uh, we'll have questions. And, and the, the Prime Minister is very open. They're there to answer the questions. You know what's interesting in part about that, Marika, this is just a bit of an aside, that's not Doug Ford when he was a city councillor or when he first became Premier. I mean, he he's he has a different, he's a different way of like, I think I can eventually cajole the Prime Minister into doing what I want him to do. And before, he wanted to come with a stick. Yeah, before he also highly criticized the deficit spending of the federal liberals, and now he has realized the benefits for a conservative premier when it's a federal government that's liberal and does not shy away from deficits. So I think that uh, speaks to some of, some of that change in tone over the last few years. He's he's realized what it takes, what it what a, a spending governing partner in Ottawa can do for a provincial premier. Um, but certainly he has changed his tone and. He has um, continued that over many different areas. Uh, and again, part of that, I think, from yesterday is that the Prime Minister did not say point blank in public this is a final offer, but he came pretty close to saying that, and the Premier say that he essentially said that behind closed doors. So, you know, this is what they're going to get. So there's no point saying at this point that they're going to keep fighting, right? Yeah, because they yeah. need to accept this money to settle their budgets for a month from now. Yeah, well, he, he also signaled strongly in that regard by saying, you know, not all these problems can be solved just with money, which I would hope he would apply to the rest of his government. But that said, um, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh weighed in on this. We know that the solution to that is to hire more healthcare workers. Pierre Poleyev and the Conservatives are, are applauding and celebrating the private for-profit delivery. And uh, Prime Minister Trudeau has done a major flip-flop here. He was initially very opposed to for-profit private delivery and now is calling it innovation. This a choice in front of the Prime Minister. He can choose to fix the problem that we have to rebuild our healthcare system and hire more healthcare workers and support that effort by working with provinces, or he can choose to continue down the path of for-profit private care, which is going to make things worse. 
Okay, so I'm with Marika Walsh. She's the Globe and Mail parliamentary reporter. So that sounds to me like Jugmeet Singh is upset that Trudeau is maybe kind of agreeing with Premier Ford that, hey, we can use some of these private clinics to ramp up the number of people who can get operations done, starting with cataracts, moving then to knees and hips. And the Prime Minister is saying, yeah, that's a good idea. Go ahead and do that. Certainly, that's something he has repeated a lot now. What's interesting is that he is focusing a lot of his time attacking Doug Ford for expanding the use of private clinics when it is it is a practice, frankly, across much of the country's health care systems. B.C. does it as well, where there's an NDP government. The NDP government did reduce some of those private clinics in the last few years, but they have said that it is part of their system and that it does add value to the system. Um, you know, I, I think it's very interesting that the Prime Minister has decided not to fight this issue, given how much of a focus he put on it in the last federal election. But clearly, um, you know, that that's the approach he's decided to take. So it will be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out when the next federal election comes up, and whether there's other private areas of healthcare delivery that he does take issue with with the provinces. Jagmeet Singh also yesterday said that he believed the spending that was announced by the federal government was the bare minimum, and he actually thinks it should have been much higher than what the provinces were even asking for. So there's a huge gap in terms of what the federal parties believe should happen, including with um, going over to the Conservatives who criticized what was offered by the Prime Minister but have not yet said at all what they think should be happening with health care. Well, didn't the federal government used to be responsible for 50% and they downloaded it onto the provinces? Now the provinces are just trying to get it back. Yeah, for sure. There's debate around the federal government around how much of it actually was downloaded because they say they also transferred tax points to the provinces so they could directly raise the money and raise the revenues. But certainly we know that the federal government's share of health costs has gone down and it significantly went down in the 1990s when Jean Chrétien, the Liberal Prime Minister, was um, in office and, and they significantly cut health care to balance the books. Part of that was because of how much of a problem Canada's credit rating was, but there's no doubt that over time in the last several decades it has slipped. Marika Walsh is the parliamentary reporter for the Globe and Mail, and God bless you for doing it so we don't have to. Um, And (laughs) thanks for spending time this morning. Thanks, Jerry. Talk to you soon.